Welcome to the With a Dog podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Carly. And I'm Izzy. We find answers to all your dog questions so you can get the most out of life with a dog. All right. With a Dog Wednesdays. Welcome, everyone. Um, it is a beautiful, sunny week in Seattle. And what's going on? I agreed that I was going to ask this time. But uh, Carly, is just, you're just a natural. You're just a natural at it. <laughs> so like, let's uh, stop talking, Carly. What are you going to say? <laughs> you're a natural. I'll let it go. I can be a bit awkward. So um, I like that you start it sometimes. I remember once, this is a legitimate question that I asked Chase. I was like, you know, when someone asks you how you are, well, mm-hmm. what do you say back? apart from I'm fine. And he was like, you could ask them how they are. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, because that's, a, that's a really good answer. <laughs> in the UK, you guys are just like, hey, you all right? Yeah. Or whatever. And you're like, like, you you okay? And then you're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like, yeah, you. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Do you want to go down but it's to just... the pub later? <laughs> <laughs> if you were to ask someone that in the U.S. though like if you were to go up and be like hey are you all right they'd be like yeah I'm fine like why would I not be all right like <laughs> like it would be really yeah, awkward. it's not like a greeting you're yeah. right is like a greeting it's like hello well and that's what I think how are you is kind of a greeting in the U.S. sometimes too okay that like makes sometimes- me feel a little bit better because so many people ask you how you are and I feel so pressured to answer it but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know you. Why do you care? I think if someone is like, if you have the time to talk, like obviously like, you know, you're at work or something and you're like, you know, someone is like actively trying to make conversation, then you know mm. to yeah. start, like, then you know to be like, I'm okay. This is what happened. You know, I ate too much cake last night or like whatever. But if you're at the grocery store or something and it's like the, the cashier is like, hey, how are you? Just be like, yeah, good, thanks. How about you? Like, you don't, you don't actually okay. have to. Oh, phew. <laughs> but yeah, I had that issue when I moved to the UK first because I was just like, why do people keep asking me if I'm all right? Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> do fine. I look grumpy? Yeah. <laughs> um. Anywho. Anyway. All right. Cool. So, what's going on in my life? I'm just gonna take it away from you. Ben has been very, very red this week. It's usually his allergies, but it's been worse than it has been, honestly, in in years. Like it was just mm. bright red, really, really inflamed, um, kind of like on his skin, on it, like the insides of his legs and his little armpits. And so we don't want to put his harness on him because it kind of like touches right there. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, we're not quite sure why it's flared up because he was on Benadryl or he still is on Benadryl Mm. the prescription from the vet and everything was to give him that every day and all of a sudden he just got like super red was sitting out in the sun a lot Mm. a couple days though so I'm kind of wondering if he was already red and itchy in those spots and then they got sunburned yeah but like I was sitting out all those hours too and I didn't even get pink like I got like a light tan which I know dogs and human skins are different <laughs> but I, I wouldn't have thought that it would like burn because it know. looks like one of those really really red and angry like sunburns I wonder if I if we have any medical people listen to this they're probably gonna be like god she's so stupid or she could be like oh she's really clever but you know like when you take antibiotics and you get like more sensitive to sun 
I wonder if like steroids have a similar effect. Like I wonder Maybe. if it makes you more like prone it could to be. sunburn. I, I wonder know. if it does. Yeah. yeah. Because or if it's already like, irritated, the sun might yeah. just like irritate it more. I think that's what it did. I think it was like the sun mixed with mm. the allergy. Plus he could have been, he was laying on the ground. I mean, we put blankets down and stuff for him outside, but I wonder if he was actually laying on like whatever thing he's yeah. allergic to in the environment. I mean, Cause he did not, this is definitely a Seattle specific thing. Cause he did yeah. not get this red and itchy anytime when we were in the UK. Um, you know what? There is something in the air right now because whenever I take Arthur for a walk, I don't have allergies, but I, when I take Arthur for a long walk, I come back and my nose is running. Mine, like, my eyes are watering. Yeah. On. I don't have allergies either. And, or I, never really used to but this season my eyes have been watered like I just go outside mm. I went for a walk this morning I came back and it looked like I had like had a rash on my face my oh, eyes no. were watering and they were like red like all up on my cheeks and it was like red spotted it was really it was really annoying so chemtrails what chemtrails what is that <laughs> it's like a weird conspiracy thing that like airplanes drop chemtrails on all of us slowly killing us <laughs> never heard of that that's great though <laughs> um, okay yeah so that's lupin allergies i don't know it's getting better though but we've kept him out of the sun i've kept putting mm. aloe vera on it and i've stopped like everything else he's not even getting treats he's just getting his kibble and his steroid every day poor loopy i know so sad and he hates us because they have his cone on him too Ugh. So he's just he has Damn his cone cone. And he's just knocking around the house, just <laughs> running into shit. Just do you have one of those floppy us. cones that you can use? It's a floppy one, and mm. it has like little windows in it. He actually looks adorable Aww. in it. He's very cute, <laughs> and he's he's okay with it. Like he actually, yeah, he actually will just <laughs> live his life, but just kind of hitting the walls and stuff, and and he just he glares at us, but he's okay with it. Like he doesn't run away when I put him put it on him. Yeah, that's kind of just like turns his head the other way, like uh, must Fine. you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's me. That's Lupin. That's what's going on over here. Yeah. Um. How about you? I told Arthur to leave it at these dogs who live next door, and he did. So counting that as a win. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would he usually like try to engage with them or something? Oh, they're like either best friends who just give each other shit. Or arch nemesis. I can't quite figure it out because I've seen these same dogs be like sniffing other dogs and they're like completely calm. But for whatever reason, these two huskies and a chocolate lab, whenever they smell Arthur in the area, they come running around the corner and then the, I'm pretty sure it's the chocolate lab, like karate chops the fence and starts barking at him. So Arthur's like, oh, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Arthur's like, you want to go? You, you want to go? go? <laughs> You're lucky there's a fence in between us. But yeah, the other day we told him to leave it and he did. So I was quite happy with that. Bravo, Arthur. Yeah. Good I for know. him. Which I guess uh, kind of leads us on to today's episode because um, we're about to find out how to take the best photo of your dog using your phone, which yes. I'm sure everyone in this day and age, especially seeing as though no, no one has anything to do. Everyone's like, great, I'm just going to take 5 million photos of my dog and then post it on Instagram. Because of quarantine. Because of quarantine. Mean? Yes. By because of quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. By this day and age. Not like that's just our lives. I mean, it is mine. That's fine. 
(laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Kelsey was really great to interview. She is the dog mom behind the Instagram little PNW pups. So Pacific Northwest is what PNW stands for. And um, so little PNW pups, she's got a corgi named Ava and a little golden retriever or a cute golden retriever. I don't think he's little um, named Aspen. And she just takes the most beautiful photos. I've been following her for a while. So I was really excited to sit down and talk with her. She lives kind of right outside of Portland. So in the Pacific Northwest, not too far from us. Um, It was a little bit of a bummer because I think when we initially planned on interviewing her, we were just going to drive down and interview her or maybe she was going to come up to Seattle or something and we could all do it face to face. But since quarantine life um, happened, we did this all over a video chat. And so we did have some kind of connectivity issues and and audio issues. So hopefully you'll bear with us because um, it really was like a total delight to talk to her. So just heads up on the audio for anyone listening. That sounded great. Like I felt like I was listening to a podcast while you were <laughs> While well, you were saying that, we're on the right road, guys. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, well, I'm actually obsessed with. I've, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge Instagram person. If anyone has followed me on Instagram, it's very touch and go, um, and I feel like I'm, I'm exploring it for the first time. So I hop on to Kelsey's Instagram and I've literally been enthralled with it ever since because her pictures are just so beautiful and I can't stop looking at it. Um, and ever like while you were talking, I was, I've just been scrolling through her photos, even though I've already scrolled through them like a million times. <laughs> well, I'll just do the rest of the show, Izzy. You could just... I'm, I'm just going to continue cyber stalking, <laughs> I guess. That's fine. Um, yes. Kelsey was, she was so cute. Her dogs were trying to play with her. Like they kept just like jumping up and trying, they were like wrestling in the background and jumping up and trying to get her attention. Like mother love me. And she was like, guys, I just want to record a podcast. Uh, yeah. So that was really cute. And oh, she's also a wedding photographer. So her photography that she was doing for like taking pictures of her dogs, of Ava and Aspen, she kind of started getting really into photography through that. And um, yeah, it was all around good interview, I think. So anything else to add, Izzy? Uh, hope you enjoy it, I guess. You covered everything. All right, there we go. We're good. Okay, let's do it. Um, so welcome, Kelsey. It's so nice to have you on. I think we just want to jump straight in and have the listeners just know a little bit more about you and what you do. So do you want to just uh, kind of skim over who you are and introduces to your pepperonis? Yes. Um, So I'm Kelsey. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I currently live in Vancouver, Washington, which is just over the border from uh, Portland, Oregon. Um, So we tell people usually we're from Portland because no one's (laughs) ever heard of Vancouver. (laughs) Um, I'm from the Bay Area, California originally. We've been up here few years now. Um, Love it. No plans to leave. Um, We have a couple pets. (laughs) Um, We have Ava, who's our corgi. Uh, We have Aspen, who is our golden retriever. And then we have Ash, who is our kitty cat. And then we actually have a bunny as well. Um, Oh my goodness. You got a full house. 
I know. We basically have as many <laughs> pets as is like acceptable for like a family home <laughs> with not very much land. <laughs> Did they all get along? Um, so everyone gets along except for the rabbit and the rest of them don't really. Um, he, so I'm like skipping a million steps here, but way back in college, uh, I trained service dogs and they lived with me and everything. So those dogs and the bunny got along fine, mostly because the temperament of those dogs is like insane. And they were just like the most chill, calm dogs and were like trained to not pay any attention to small animals. Um, Versus my dogs, if the bunny like moves at all, they're like, oh, it's time to chase him. (laughs) And of course he like has a mini heart attack every time that that happens. So they interact through, you know, a fence (laughs) or an X-pen or whatever. And it's, it's all right, but I wish that they could be best friends because that would be so that cute. That would be cute. So you have all of the pets and you yes. live up in Vancouver and what else? Yeah. And um, I am a wedding photographer. So um, this was actually going to be my first year full time. Um, and then coronavirus oh, happened. No. And yeah, so I'm not really sure when I'm going to be able to go back to work, um, which I know like many other people right now, I'm kind of all in the same boat. And I apologize if you can hear here, groaning, wrestling, dog noises <laughs> in the background. We encourage them. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Most people don't mind, but you might hear that. Um So yeah, I've been doing that. Let's see. I started really seriously. Like my first wedding that I ever shot was last July. So July of 2019. So hasn't even been a full year. Um, But yeah. I I loved it. I don't know. I was really excited for this summer. Do you get to bring your love of animals into your work? Like, are there a lot of weddings that have dogs in as like groomsmen and stuff? Um, Some. And I always encourage my clients to bring their dogs either to like their engagement session. I would say that's more common is for the dog to come to the engagement session than to the wedding because a lot of people's dogs either like don't really get along with people or just like the crowds would be super overwhelming for a dog um so definitely like a certain kind of dog that could tolerate being at a wedding (laughs) yeah but yes if possible I'm always (laughs) like bring the dog so when did you get Ava and Aspen and like what was the order of all introducing all the pets into your home Yeah. So it happened pretty quick, which was no surprise to like anybody in my family because I, I'm the pet lady. (laughs) Um, let's see, we, so we moved to Washington state, uh, in December of 2017, trying to get my years correct here. Um, literally two weeks after we moved into our house, we got Ava, um, and she was a little adorable eight week old puppy and yeah, she was the cutest little thing and, um, (laughs) they're being crazy right now. 
<laughs> then, so we had her for about six months before we got our cat. And that was totally unplanned. We probably honestly wouldn't have ever got like gone out and chosen a cat, <laughs> but um, our neighbors had some kittens and our, these neighbors have little kids as well. And the little kids were going door to door in our neighborhood with these little tiny thigh week old oh. kittens asking people to take them. <laughs> and of course, my husband, Jake, and I were like, well, we can't say no, no because no. <laughs> look how cute. <laughs> so that's how we ended up with our cat. And then four months after that, so we had had Ava for 10 months at this point, we um, got Aspen and he came to us uh, from China. He's from Golden Bond Rescue. Um, he was five or six months old when he flew over to the U.S. And uh, we got him on the terms of, it was, I think they call it first to adopt. It's like a foster to adopt situation. So we fostered him for about a month and um, kind of wanted to test the water, see how it would be having multiple dogs in the house and how they would get along and ultimately decided he was too precious to <laughs> go anywhere else but here. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the story all within a year. <laughs> that's, that is so much within the year. I mean, I love that. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is yeah. great. It's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I think sometimes if you put too much thought into it, you can kind of freak yourself out and be like, no. <laughs> I'm right. not going to do that. <laughs> yep. And now we're like definitely at our cap. My husband's like, no more cuts. <laughs> so I adopted a corgi when it was about eight months-ish. And oh my gosh, it was like a whirlwind of terror that went through my house. And for you, it sounds like it was just smooth sailing. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yes. I mean, she definitely is a little devil she we we now know you know what we can and can't leave out like we, <laughs> we still to this day I mean she's two and a half we can't leave shoes out we can't leave any clothes on the floor basically anything that's accessible to her we can't have <laughs> out freely but now it's just our way of life and we're like okay we leave some headphones on the ground she might chew them and that's just <laughs> the reality but overall she's really sweet and um yeah she's a great dog uh, so it's just me then who got the bad end of the stick <laughs> I mean <laughs> I don't think yeah you're alone. it sounds like she's still it was still got a little bit of naughtiness in her for sure oh yeah oh yeah she <laughs> likes to be naughty um but it doesn't happen very often because we prevent it from being yeah, possible. Yeah. See, yeah. That's the, I feel like that's what people need to know. This is why we're doing the podcast because as cute as the corgis or any dog looks like on Instagram or in photos and stuff, they can still be crazy. So like crazy. just because they look really cute in pictures does not mean that they're the perfect dog. It's so true. I, I, when people are like, we're thinking about getting a corgi or someone mentions it, I, 
definitely <laughs> give them the little spiel. <laughs> like she's great. I have never loved an animal or a dog more in my whole life, but there's a caveat that they really need to be trained and given definitely. boundaries much more than yeah. average dog. So if you're up for that, then awesome. <laughs> but probably not for everybody. <laughs> I want to get another dog. Like we are going to be getting another dog. We're trying, we're searching and everything right now. I don't know. I think I've been overthinking the whole new dog thing. You know, I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm not worried that they're not going to get along with my dog because fortunately he is very submissive and he loves other dogs and he gets along with pretty much everyone. But, um, but I, I know that that would be a worry, you know, for a lot of people getting a second dog. So do you have any advice for anyone who's thinking about adding another dog into their home when they already have one? Did you guys have to like jump through any specific hurdles or any tips and tricks for anyone? Yeah. um, This one's tough because I'm sure that every situation is totally different. And like our journey with introducing a new dog is probably different than it'll be for anyone else. Um, But I'd say knowing your dog, so your current dog that you have, is probably the biggest thing and knowing, you know, when you meet other dogs on the walk or at the dog park or whatever, do they get along with most dogs? Of course, your dog's probably not going to get along with every other dog you meet and that's totally normal. But if for the most part they're friendly, um, say it's pretty safe to assume (laughs) that (laughs) they'll get along. Um, We... We really didn't have very many issues. The biggest one for us was all is all on Ava's end. Aspen is like she's just your typical golden, just happy all the time, doesn't care <laughs> about anything. Um, Ava was a little bit jealous at first, and I made a note, especially at the beginning. Guilty to not be as good about this now, but um, made a point to still take the time to do one-on-one things with each dog. So, um, you know, if I only had time to walk one dog a certain day, maybe I'd just take Ava and the next day, maybe I'd just take Aspen or even if it's just like, I'm going to go, go drive to the grocery store. Maybe I'll take Ava with me. Um, just making sure that I'm sure maybe similar to when you have kids that you still give that little little extra bit of attention to the original child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Ava has some like diva complex (laughs) issues too. So um, for a while until we got Aspen, um, she was sleeping in our bed with us every night and then she started to associate sleeping in our bed with like dominance, mm-hmm. which we kind of like went through this with our, our dog trainer actually. Um, and the second that our trainer started having us kick Ava off the bed and the furniture in general, everything like switched in her brain. It was crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Cause they were starting to get in these little tiffs and, argue over food and (laughs) stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it seemed to fix the problem. Um, From time to time, she'll kind of do it again and we'll just like kick her off the couch for a day. And 
it's crazy. It's like they have to put her back in her place. Like you you are not the queen of the castle here. Yeah. Right. Like we're the boss, not you. You. And I'm sure Aspen's just like happy go lucky, like to do whatever. Oh yeah. He's oblivious. She'll like growl at him a little bit and he'll just get right up in her face. Like what's up? What's up? What's going on? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> read her cue, brother. <laughs> yes, I know. That's my worry. Is like, if we get another dog, it's like, wait, will both of them sleep on our bed then? And that's not going to go. Like, Lewin's <laughs> already like 80 pounds. I don't want another dog up, up there, too. And I'm like, oh, then that, that means we'd have to kick yeah, him be off, a lot. which is so depressing because that's, I'm pretty sure that's like, his happy spot is like anytime he's on the bed like he's just like oh I'm so comfy (laughs) awesome okay so I think that's really good advice so you mentioned a trainer did you guys work with a trainer then like for Ava or just for both of them or so uh the trainer that we work with um they have like an interesting setup so you pay a flat fee and you get unlimited training for the lifetime oh, wow. of the dog. Yeah. And it was, we actually started going um, or looked into it because of some issues on Aspen's end. Because when we first got him, especially, he was um, reactive to other dogs, not in an aggressive way at all, more like a little bit of insecurity and super super excited mm-hmm. he still is a little bit iffy um but yeah that's originally why we reached out and they were like well if you get one dog you get the second dog 50 percent off so we're like well let's just throw Ava in there too um so yeah it's really great I mean you get you can do private lessons if you have like specific issues you want to work on And then they have group classes once or twice a week and you can go to as many as you want. Um, Right. I know. Yeah. And you just like pay the fee and then it's, you know, for like the rest of their lives that they'll have training if anything comes up at any point. Um, And it's good socialization and stuff too. Usually the classes take place in like a busy park or even there's some outdoor malls around Portland that are dog friendly. so it's good ex- yeah, human that's such and a good dog idea exposure because for the them. dogs will a lot of dogs will have multiple issues over their life like different times you know maybe they're like two and it's like a reactive thing and then they're five and you introduce a new dog into the home and maybe it's a bit of resource guarding and then maybe they're nine and having like arthritis and in a little bit of pain so Maybe they're, you know, being a bit grumpy or like all the, like there's so many different issues that could probably come up. And I think that's nice to like maintain a connection with a trainer throughout their whole life rather than just all of a sudden being like, oh, yeah. there's another issue now. Let's like, what was that person's name? Let's Google, like, let's find a different one. And, you know, and you don't, you know, it's already right. paid for too. If you have like this like flat kind of fee, then you just. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything like that in the Seattle area. Cause I would do that. That would, that sounds great. Start it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I want w- yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> it's not that far. Pretty great here. <laughs> um, I guess I had some, like, I've been looking at your video blog, oh, or your blog. Throwback. <laughs> I've been looking at your Instagram. 
Um, <laughs> um, and so obviously you do a lot of traveling with your dogs, um, which is awesome because I don't think enough people do that because I don't think they have the resources to be able to be like, yes, like there are plenty of pet friendly hotels or there's so many adventures that you can go on with your dogs as long as they're like on leash or whatever that specific area rule is. Um, so like what kind of obstacles have you overcome with traveling with your pets? Oh, most of the traveling I feel like that I've done in the last couple of years has revolved <laughs> around my pets <laughs> rather than them like accompanying me. Um, let's see. So I, fun fact, I was actually supposed to be on a, like the biggest road trip of my life right now. <laughs> um, oh no. I was going to take the dogs. We're going to go to Arizona and Utah and hit um, like Moab and Zion and a bunch of the parks and areas down there. Um, so that'll happen. <laughs> Just not right now. <laughs> Just not right now. But yeah, I mean, there, I don't know this for sure, but at least in the Pacific Northwest and pretty much ever that we, everywhere that we've gone with them, there are pet friendly options and more and more Hotels are becoming pet friendly. We stayed at the Westin in Vancouver, BC recently, and they were like so welcoming. Like they encourage you to that's bring so them. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys should go. It was so cute. They literally they had dog bed in the room. They had these little bowls and treats, and they even gave us these like Westin branded raincoats what? for the dogs. Yeah. Was there any weight limit? Like for for Aspen or anything, was it like under? 50 I don't pounds think or so. That's uh, good. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was actually like they hosted us, which was really nice. But um, no, I don't think there's okay. any restrictions. That's good I'm looking up right now because the Weston is so nice. Yeah, and they I think they recently redid this one. It's called the Weston Bayshore, um, and I was by myself I mean I had the dogs but I was by myself but there was a really cool bar with like these igloo things outside and I was like oh I want to come back with people that (laughs) (laughs) that sounds so fun yeah because I've looked up some places um like hotels and stuff that I wanted to go to and they advertise that they're dog friendly and they're like yeah bring your dogs and then when you read the the fine print it's like under 25 pounds only and I was like well that's not fair. I was like, he's old. He's 80 pounds, but all he does <laughs> yeah, is sleep. No. I'm like, he he's like the best dog. He doesn't bark. And I'm like, you can't just discriminate on size. It's not fair. But I think like, I mean, 25 pounds, so you'd look at Lupin and be like, there's no way there's 25 pounds. But I feel like if it's 50 pounds, like can one truly look at a dog as you like work with dogs or like are around them a lot? really look at a dog and be like just by eye you're over 50 pounds yeah. <laughs> unless it's yeah, like yeah. a huge mastiff no I I couldn't I'm usually <laughs> way off how much does Arthur weigh I only know it in kilos he's like 13 15 one three. Oh, 13 yeah. okay so whatever so it's that 2.25 is. is the I don't know oh so it's 13 big. times yeah. two basically it's like 26 27 something like that. yeah so he's like almost 30 ish and oh my god um, he's so fat this is why he's always on a diet (laughs) 
Ava's only 18 pounds, but she's like, don't believe me that she's a corgi. She looks like a corgi, though. Yeah, she looks Okay, like- thank you. Because I go everywhere and people ask me and they're like, is she some kind of mix? Is she, like, what is she mixed with? I'm like, what? To me, she looks super yeah. normal. But I don't know <laughs> what that's about. <laughs> I mean, I guess like... I don't know. I'm scrolling through your Instagram right now. Um, so I'm, I'm just doing a bit of casual stalking. Do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like at some angles, like she has like a bit of a pointier face mm-hmm. than some corgis, but she looks, I mean, she looks like a corgi. I don't know I what don't people know. are talking about. People comment on her legs a lot. They say she's like really tall. No, she's just not overweight. <laughs> right. I'm like, you mean her <laughs> stomach isn't touching those people? I mean, I mean, okay. So I'm looking at the one of her in a log and I could see how people would be like, oh yeah, her front legs look really <laughs> tall, but it's just, she's not fat. Yes. Oh my gosh. The one in the raincoats, is that the one where you were at the West End? It looks like a cape. You're right. It looks like a cape on Ava. I know. Hers was (laughs) definitely like pretty big on her and it was hilarious. She has such like a worried little face. So cute. Like like her little eyes, just the the shape that they're in. She just looks worried. I'm sure she's not, but she's just like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) She does. She, my friend says she looks like that emoji that has like the cartoon yes, eyes that are that's like it. That's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> Speaking of your Instagram and photography and everything, how did you get into like photography? Did it start with taking pictures of your pets and then you got into wedding photography or vice versa or how'd that all go? Yeah. Yeah. So it started with the dogs. So I have them to thank for my career. <laughs> fully. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I got Ava and maybe a few months after we had had her, I had some friends like asking me to make an Instagram for her. And I said, no, I'm never going to be the dog Instagram person. (laughs) We all say that. Look at me now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I started with just using my phone and then realized I wanted better quality photos and bought like a cheap DSLR camera on Craigslist and started there and quickly realized that I really loved it and eventually kept upgrading my equipment and started taking pictures of friends and anything that I could just for free and then got to the point where like okay people are telling me they like my work and that I'm good so maybe I should start charging for it (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah it's it's crazy to me that all this happened in like the last two years it feels like it went so fast yeah I, I mean I took the plunge and shot my first wedding last summer kind of as a trial to see how I liked it and absolutely loved it I only shot that one wedding last year um, on my own. And then I did a bunch of second shooting, which is like assistant shooting for other uh, photographers in the area. And then I had 18 weddings booked for 2020. Wow. We'll see <laughs> what, what actually ends up happening, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy ride, but I, I say it all the time. I'm like so grateful for them for sparking this passion in me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I still 
they're my favorite subjects. I can't, yeah. <laughs> can't really get any better than taking photos of these two. That's incredible. <laughs> That's so great. So do you take, is it mainly weddings that like you want to focus on or do you take, like if, if I wanted photos with my dog, I drove down to Fort, like, could you, oh are gosh, you doing that yes. too? Or are you, is it mainly yeah. just weddings? It's just anything and everything. Yeah. Like photos. Yeah. I, I definitely specialize now in weddings and elopements and that's, that's like the big moneymaker and where most of my income comes from. But, um, yeah, I mean this in April, uh, before the world went crazy, I had probably like eight to 10 different shoots that weren't weddings, like families or, um, just random, random stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Izzy and I need some photos. Yes, so we do. Yes. When we eventually so are allowed out of our houses, <laughs> then <laughs> we will get some photos. I love it. Yes, that'll be so fun. So you started, you said, like just with your iPhone, kind of taking pictures. How can our listeners take great photos of their dogs if they really just have their phone? Yes. Okay. Um, so for the photography piece. Um, that one is harder for me to answer because, well, when I started Ava's Instagram, which originally was Ava the Corgi Pup, (laughs) um, I had, I think I had like an iPhone six or seven. So the, I wouldn't personally say the quality of the photos was that great. (laughs) Um, but, um, I know portrait mode is like a good cheat because you can make the background blurry and give it that feel like there's some bokeh just what it's called um that is usually what I do now if I'm going to take a photo of them on my phone okay but I would encourage people to not be as afraid of like a nicer camera because you can get a decent camera use on craigslist for like a couple hundred dollars um i know like the canon rebel series is where i started and they're fairly affordable and it makes a huge difference so if you if anyone has even just like a little bit of interest in playing around with it um urge people to not be as intimidated because um, anybody can learn. Yeah. And I think, um, at the moment there's lots of like free photography courses to try and keep people sane during these times. Um, so there's lots of things. If you just do a bit of research, there's lots of cool little freebies. That's how I learned. I mean, I, YouTube was like my teacher. That's what I did and just practice. Hey everyone, as you may be able to tell, we're a new podcast, so we don't have any ad spots or sponsors. We're doing all of this out of our own pocket. So if you're enjoying this episode so far, please take the time to subscribe, give us a five-star review. It really helps our podcast so much and makes it easier for others to find us as well. Sorry, I'm still continuing my um, Instagram story stalking um, of you <laughs> mainly because your pictures are just so beautiful oh and I actually you. scrolled all the way down to the end <laughs> God, <laughs> mainly yes. because I was so curious to see like your progression as an artist of mm. like what it went from from the beginning to what it is now 
And like, obviously you have like a very natural talent for this type of stuff, but it does also show that it is possible. Like improvements can happen. And it kind of gives me a little bit hope that the DSLR camera that is sat in my cupboard. Yes. Come to good use. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I'm usually just like a landscape photographer. I'm okay. But when it comes to moving things, I'm like, I don't know how to use this thing. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, I mean, learning. So the big like moment for me was learning to shoot in manual and saying goodbye to auto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Such I a mean, tough it take, move. It takes There's time. So many buttons. But there are so many resources out there to teach you and now it's like second nature for me. Um, yeah. I mean, shooting in manual, I forget what it was. There was someone, there's this guy named Fro Knows Photos on YouTube. And he said something like, you are, your camera's really smart, but you are smarter than your camera. or Something like that. Basically, when you use your camera on auto, it's just like attempting to figure out what you want and it doesn't know. Mm. But if you put it in manual, then you can control like everything about what it turns out like. Like is the background in focus or is it blurry or yeah, uh, is the subject more bright or darker or, you know, and it, you can eventually be able to shoot in like any kind of lighting situation, any backdrop. And yeah, doing that was a huge jump and it's like kind of terrifying, but um, it changes everything about how your camera can work. It's just like, yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) And then I don't know, do you want me to answer that piece on the getting the dogs? Yes. That's what everyone wants to know. (laughs) There is still hope for looping. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, so number one thing for taking photos of your dog slash maybe this would work for other pets, I don't know, um, is keeping it fun. So I always have treats on me or a toy. Like the other day was using a tennis ball as the reward. Like if you stay for the photo, you get the ball thrown. Um, So yeah, keeping it like upbeat and fun, especially when it's new, like a newer concept, I think is huge Yeah, because if it's like, I have to go over here and sit for mom and just, it's so boring and I get nothing out of it. Like, of course they're going to hate taking photos. Yeah. (laughs) So especially, I mean, for me, I maybe I'm a little spoiled because my dogs are super food motivated. So they'll do just about anything for a treat. That helps. Yeah. That um, helps. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then basic training is really big. Having a really strong like sit and stay or wait command, whatever it is for you, um, is huge. And that's more than like staying for five or 10 seconds. It's like they can stay for like 30 seconds to a minute. Cause sometimes that's how long it takes to be able to take the photo. Um, and if it's like a super new concept for you, then just starting around the house, not like having these grand expectations that you're going to be able to go 
on a hike and have other dogs and other people walking around you and expect your dog to sit and stay for a photo is not realistic for most. (laughs) Um, So starting around the house, getting a really strong stay there and then maybe start going to the park with the dog on leash and doing it there and then working your way up um, to the point where they're super solid. And then look is the other command that I feel like it's hit or miss with my guys still, but most of the time when I say look, they'll look at me. Um, So yeah, that just means they're supposed to make eye contact. Um, And yeah, those are my tips. Yeah, no, those are really good (laughs) tips. I think, yeah, just what you were saying with the obedience training, like having very, very strong like stay and stuff. Because Lupin, that's probably where we're going wrong. He gets lots of treats. I try to make it very fun for him. But even on a normal like situation, if I asked him to sit, he's like, even if the camera's not around, he's just like, uh, why? <laughs> so, yeah. So I think that's, that's really smart. I like the look one as well, because usually I have to like try to hold a treat at the same time that I'm holding my phone, like at the same height and whatever. So I think, yeah, the, the look one is a really smart idea. That's a good command. Yeah. And they, I think they get, I mean, at least my dogs at this point, they're very used to me taking photos. So they just kind of know the drill Ava now on hikes or wherever always is like jumping up on tree stumps and rocks and she'll just look at me like, hello. That's so cute. I'm ready. That is adorable. Yeah, she's just yeah. posing for you. She, that's like the little yes. diva part that you were talking about. She's oh, just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This is my good side. <laughs> yes. I'm ready for my close-up, mom. <laughs> But that's great also because, you know, when you're hiking, I mean, I'm sure a lot of dog owners will kind of attest to this in the Pacific Northwest. There's always that one person who has an off-leash dog in a leashed area Mm -hmm. and that look command can come in really, really useful. Yeah. Be like, you need to look over here while I try and distract this dog with all of your treats. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the look command or just like all of the commands I think are really useful if you're going to be doing, especially what you're doing with maybe they're off leash, you're on a hike, like they need to be able to stay mm-hmm. when you want them to and pay attention to you and not be like, oh, we're off lead, see ya. Like, bye mom. Or, right. Yeah. So I yeah. think just yeah. basic totally. obedience training when you're um, like really strong commands and stuff when you're traveling or hiking mm-hmm. or if, if you're out of the house with them, basically. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest key. People will see me photographing them in public or on trails or whatever and they're like how do you get them to stay (laughs) i'm always like they just they know the word stay (laughs) they're well trained (laughs) not to say that that's easy but (laughs) yes yeah there's definitely process i think i think it depends a lot on your dog and the breed and you know like all those different kind of things um for sure it is good that they're food motivated too. But I think people, even mm-hmm. if their dog isn't food ma- motivated, maybe it's like an Australian shepherd or something that has more interest in doing the command and like the smarts of it rather than like getting the food out of it or really interested in like mm-hmm. a toy or something like you were saying. Yeah, that works just as well for Aspen. And at now 
they, I don't, I, I guess I might've lied and said, I always have a treat. Um, <laughs> I, that's not necessarily true. They, they're pretty good. And even if I don't have food on me or, um, they know they don't get a treat every time. And I think that goes for all training. Your dog should be able to sit in general with or without a treat when you're working them and teaching them something new, having food or some kind of, um, reward super important, but they should also do it just to make you happy. <laughs> Obey. Just because they think they're going to get a treat. So. Right. Psych them out every once in a while. <laughs> Kidding. I'm still on top. Yes. <laughs> I am probably going to do like way more training with Arthur because it sounds like you're living the dream and you're not perfect. I'm like just one step behind. <laughs> You got, it's a great time to train. I mean, we have way more time at home. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I'm still working. But oh yeah, that's true. I will, I will make it work. Yeah. It will happen. Even like, uh, something I'll do is instead of like giving them their dinner, they work for their dinner. So I'll literally like pour their kibble into my little like treat training pouch and take them one at a time outside and just work on commands and tricks and stuff so it doesn't have to be like special treats or like and and it's like five or ten minutes it's it doesn't have to be anything crazy yeah he has like the main stuff down but I think sometimes he just gets a bit too cocky and he's like oh, we haven't done that in a while Probably <laughs> I don't, don't need I don't to want do to. that anymore <laughs> so and then I'm like wait a minute am I missing something here? Like, cause yesterday you did roll over and it was perfect. Why aren't you doing it today? Corgis are especially sassy like that. I feel like. So smart. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Very crazy. Too smart sometimes. I said I would never get a dog smarter than I am. And here I am like uh, outsmarted again by the dog. Great. So good for my self-esteem. Lupin's like the opposite. Like he's just, I don't want to be like, he's not smart enough. Cause I've seen him figure things out. Like I've seen him problem solve and like figure out a way out of the situation. Or if it, if it's important to him, like in his little brain, he like, you know, what's important to him in life and he will figure out a way to like make whatever that thing is like that happen. But when we were teaching him to sit, like it took like three years. Like I swear to God, like we did everything there. Was, I mean, and I like worked oh, in the no. animal welfare space. Like there were other people yeah. tried. They were like, have you tried, you know, like pushing his butt down at the same time? Or have you tried having another dog sit like right next to him? And literally he just stare at me. He just, he just stared. Like he just, he just stood there and just like, there's just no oh comprehension on his face, except the like building disappointment that he wasn't getting the treat. Like oh. he was just like, he was just like, what do you want woman? Like give me the dang food. <laughs> so we finally, he finally got it. Like finally after, yeah, a few years with some popcorn. Oh um, yeah. So My dogs love popcorn too. Yeah, so it's the popcorn. <laughs> so, but yeah, even then, now he he knows to sit and he can, and he'll kind of like he'll sit inside, no problem, and lay down, trying to teach him to shake, but he doesn't seem to be getting that one either. But it's fine. Oh. <laughs> we're we're getting there. Um, he knows weight and like getting your crate and like he he knows stuff. But once we're outside, I think what you kind of touched on that with the whole 
like distractions and out of the home. Once we're outside, he hates, even we're in, in the backyard, he will not put his butt on the dirt. Mm. Oh, he, he doesn't lay like down on dirty. it. Oh. He'll lay down in the dirt. He just, he, I don't know what, he just like doesn't understand that he can put his actual like butt down and he'll be like, he'll like hover That's and then kind so of fall funny. over. <laughs> That's a new one. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get there eventually. He's got this. I lose hope. No, no. You can teach an old dog new tricks, guys. Yes. That's my, that's my hope. You can, you can. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, cool. Well, I think this has been really great, Kelsey. I think we learned a lot about you, photography, your dogs, and hopefully people that are listening can kind of try some new cool tips and tricks with their photography, taking photos of their dogs and take something away from this. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope it was helpful. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So um, if people want to look at your photos that we've been raving about all episodes, um, <laughs> where can they find you and your wedding photography info, all of that? Yeah. So um, the dog's Instagram is little PNW pups. So um, yeah, if you just type that in on good old Instagram, you should find them little PNW pups, um, PNW for Pacific Northwest. And, there you go. Yeah. Uh, some people don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some people like look at my tag and are like trying to figure out what it means. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my photography Instagram is linked in my bio of the dog's account, but it's Kelsey Strauss photo. Perfect. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much yeah. for coming on. I um, really enjoyed chatting with you today. And uh, yeah, hopefully you don't get too bored in the next few weeks. <laughs> but I'm sure the pepperonis <laughs> will keep you busy. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They keep me smiling and entertained for the most part. <laughs> Good. 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 That's the way it should yeah. be. Yes. Well, thank you guys for having me on. And yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun to chat. Yeah, it was really fun. It was nice to see the face behind the camera a little bit and everything too. Yes. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, have a good rest of your day and take care. Okay, take care, too. Kelsey. You too. Bye, guys. Right. Bye. Bye. All content on With a Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist. <laughs>